Kurt Locker, a podcast where we chronologically step through and discuss each film starring Kurt Russell. My name is Andrew Gormley, and I am one of your hosts. I am joined on this episode by my co-hosts. She's never been eliminated because she is educated. Whitney Nelson. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can't sneak up on me. It's impossible. I see you coming. It's impossible. All you need is education, and that yeah. pretty much staves off elimination. Yeah. We're back in Disney. We're back in Disney. And I thought we, we are back in Disney. I thought we had put this behind us, but here we are again. <laughs> we had here we are again. We had a sweet, just two movies. What was it? Two? Just two movies, and then we mm-hmm. and then a backslide, as as I mm-hmm. would uh, describe it. But we're we're going to power through. I think. I think it's going to mm-hmm. be okay. Is this his last Disney movie? Can you do you know that off mm. the top of your head? I do not know that off the top of my head. Let me ask you this, because it just popped into my head, and I have not, uh, I'm getting information that it is It is not. <laughs> I was going to ask about Sky High, which I had not seen, but I believe you have. Is that a Disney movie? I have not seen Sky High. Oh, interesting. As Eric, maybe Lindsay then. Uh, those, are, uh, those are the Sky High experts, I guess. Yes, I would. I think so. Yes. Not me. Nikki is here as well. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Hello, Nikki. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) It's exciting when people show up and listen live. Oh, my gosh. It is. Let's get into this. And I'm going to give after I get through the contact info and housekeeping, I'm going to give Lane Train 60 seconds and then we're going to get into the episode proper. So here we go. (laughs) As always, I want to mention up top, you can find the podcast at 12and24.com. That's the numerals 12and24.com. You can email us, kurtlockerpod at gmail.com, or hit us up on Twitter at kurtlockerpod. Please do that. Uh, I've been getting a slow and steady trickle of new followers on the Twitter, which is really, really nice. You can also join us on Discord and chat in real time and listen in real time as Claire, Lane Train, and Nikki are doing right now by going to 12and24.com slash Discord. I should also note, all of these links that I mentioned are in the show notes. I don't think I've ever said that before, but if you just look in the, if you look in the notes of the podcast, all the links are there. You could tap and click. It's great. And then finally, if you want to support us with just a moment of your time, please share the show with your friends, rate and review us on iTunes to bring more folks into the fray. Uh, Let's click on this button. Lane Train, you're on the air. 60 seconds, go. (laughs) I wanted to tell you, I heard you guys talking about Sky High. That is a Disney movie. All right. You know, I'm going to tell you, I'm just being partial here, but... You know, Kurt Russell makes a better Superman character than, I mean, he might rival Christopher Reeve. Wow. Wow. That's strong. Strong language. (laughs) But you want to know, I mean, he he might actually do better. And, you you know, he he actually is a better Santa Claus than I think Tim (laughs) Allen. And that's hard to say. Wait, what? Tim Allen is your basis for a good Santa Claus? (laughs) Well, no, Tim Allen was a great Santa Claus. I, I, oh, yeah. But is he the Santa Claus? Is that, I mean, I, I get the movie is called that, but is that really the, the canonical Santa Claus to a lot of people? I don't know. I'm who do genuinely... you think is the canonical Santa Claus? I mean, it's Kurt Russell now, but I don't know who it was before. <laughs> uh, who was the guy from Miracle on 34th Street? That, that guy. I, I think don't know. He... Can he be the canonical Santa Claus if you don't know his name? His name is Santa Claus in my heart. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. 
I mean, he can't be the Santa Claus, the face of Santa Claus, if you don't know his name. That's true. Yeah. That's true. That checks out. For me, it definitely, um, I think it might be Kurt Russell now, though. I think oh, yeah. he might be the definitive Santa Claus. Undoubtedly. Undoubtedly. I, I mean, you, you know, I'm just going to also put this out there. I mean, this it's not even fair because whatever <laughs> part this man plays, he is the best at everything. Uh-huh. It's true. I mean, it. I mean, it's not fair. I mean, he took over the Santa Claus role. I mean, what's next? I mean, is he going to be a president in a movie? I mean, he, he can be the best president ever. You I'm never going. Know. He's got to go up against <laughs> Bill Pullman in Independence Day, which is not uh, is not an easy one. But it's not know. easy. But I feel like if anyone is up to it, Kurt it's Russell Kurt, is. Yeah, just got to give him one hell of a speech. You know? Uh-huh. Oh, absolutely. You got to. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Trayton. Thanks so much. We're going to uh, get back to this here. <laughs> what a. <laughs> See, you two can come on and talk about Santa Claus or whatever you want. You know, we do this up front. It's a lot of fun. I, this is yeah. great. I love it. I love it. Whitney, if you don't mind, I'll, I'll handle the synopsis if that's okay with you. Yeah, that's great. Okay. Uh, today, we are talking about the film The Fox and the Hound. My, my. Look at that. A fox and a hound playing together. <laughs> they were born into two different worlds. I'm a fox. My name's Todd. What's your name, kid? Morris Copper. I'm a hound dog. Natural enemies. Wow. Look at those but the best of friends. And we'll always be friends forever, won't we? Yeah, forever. The plot synopsis from IMDb is a little fox named Todd and Copper, a hound puppy, vow to be best buddies forever. But as Copper grows into a hunting dog, their unlikely friendship faces the ultimate test. Okay. This movie was written by eight different people (laughs) and directed by three different people. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just too many people. Traditionally, not a good sign. It's too many people, as far as I'm concerned. If you want to check Mm -hmm. out who was responsible for this, hit them up on IMDb. It's there. The voice talent alongside Kurt is pretty impressive. It's Mickey Rooney, Pearl Bailey, Jack Albertson, Sandy Duncan, Jeanette Nolan, and Pat, I want to say Buttram, but I know it's Buttram, but I'm a child, so there you go. (laughs) It is Buttram. (laughs) Whitney, what do the critics and audiences have to say about the fox and the hound? All right. Well, we have a 70% critical score on Rotten Tomatoes, and we have a 78% audience score. So we actually have kind of more agreement between critics and audience than I would have suspected. Yeah, that's um, parody, basically. Yeah. <laughs> you know, within 10% is that's that's rare. We rarely see a window that close. So yeah. that's interesting to me. Um Reviewer William Thomas of Empire Magazine gave it three out of five stars and said, All charmingness aside, this cute but rather thinly plotted yarn exposes the cracks that were present in the pre-Renaissance Disney empire. William Um, Thomas? Yes. Okay. Okay. 
And then Rotten Tomatoes user Jamie C gives it three out of five stars and says, quite a fresh feel for Disney about friendship that's heartbreaking, but still great fun and funny in places. And then listener Claire's mom writes. Shout out to Claire's mom. (laughs) Claire's mom. It's terrible, right? One of my favorites. They play together, promise to be friends, then all hell breaks loose and and nothing happens. <laughs> Plus, Kurt Russell gets 10 lines. How's that? Top billing. <sighs> yep. I think we've talked before about uh, putting the actor into the movie like this and then giving mm-hmm. them... It's it's so little of the actor that we're here to see that it's almost yes. not fair. It is. It's not quite Dog Star, but it's <laughs> right. It's but, up there. But what is truly what is? Yeah, I don't think there's an actor you could pick who has a more misleading IMDb history than Keanu Reeves <laughs> because of Dog Star, because Keanu Reeves is. Absolutely mediocre band was like, sure, I'll be in your movie for 15 seconds. And then I get a credit on IMDb. And then Whitney and Andrew have to watch that movie. For some godforsaken reason, we did without (laughs) any kind of vetting process involved. It's fine. It's fine. I think we had fun for most of the Dog Star appearances. We vetted it so that you don't have to. That's true. Just listen to us. Yeah. Just based on, would you would you say this is a Kurt Russell movie? Like for people who who might actually be interested, like would you consider this among like a must watch based on everything no. we've watched so far? Okay, so this is this is actually skippable, right? It's got so little Kurt in it that you might you'd be fine probably. Even of the animated characters, he's not the one with the most arc or lines. Yeah, that's so true. he's in it, but. He's in it for a fraction of the movie because they start off as kids and it's kids voicing them when they're kids. And then they take a, you know, winter to grow up and then they have the adult voices. But then it's all it's all Mickey Rooney from that point. Pretty much. Pretty much. So, yeah, Uh, I would say it's definitely skippable. It's not really a highlight of Kurt Russell's career. So... (laughs) I have a lot to say about this movie, but I don't, prefacing with that, I don't know mm-hmm. if you want to go first or do you want me to go first? If you have a, if you have a preference, I, I, I'll, I, I will hear that. I do not have a preference. You should go first. <sighs> Where to start? Okay. So let me do a, just a little qualification, I guess, right? Mm-hmm. So the one thing that I was very interested in was seeing how many Disney movies I've actually seen. So I went on IMDb and I'll post this in the show notes. Actually, I'll just it's in I'll put in the discord right now um, because we have some live listeners. So I use this list um, on IMDb and it is a list of just the hand drawn Disney animated films like Disney's done a lot, but specifically Mm -hmm. Walt Disney Studios. And that list says there are 37 So it starts Mm -hmm. with Snow White in 1938, and it goes through to The Princess and the Frog in 2009. So that feels pretty complete to me, right? Mm -hmm. On that list, I can distinctly recall seeing 26 of those movies, including this one, right? Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, so some of them I've seen a lot, you know, that like <laughs> some of them I've seen so much as a kid and then others I've only seen like once or twice. So I can definitively say that based on what I remember, this is the worst of those 26 films for me. Like, mm-hmm. and it's not close, <laughs> like whatever the, my next, like least liked of those animated films is, this one mm-hmm. is way, way down on the list, okay? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna start with a, another question here and I'll see if we're on the same page about this. So mm-hmm. what would you consider to be like the defining characteristic of like an animated Disney movie? Like what's the thing that it has to have? Maybe. Maybe. I, I, I mean, it could be different for everybody, but I have a specific Yeah, thing. I don't. I think that's what is it for you? The songs, the music. OK, yeah. So uh, on our episode for the one and only genuine original family band, we established that I don't know Dick about anything <laughs> when it comes to musicals. But I guess mm-hmm. the exception is Disney movies, because most of them are musical at, at some mm-hmm. in some level. And turns out I have like strong opinions about the music in a Disney movie. Okay. So these songs, f- three of th- three, four of them, they're terrible. They're soulless. They're forgettable. <laughs> they they're not catchy. They have nothing. They have no defining characteristics. And it's just like for me, if you're not going to uh, put the time in to do it right, then just don't have mm-hmm. music at all. Like, yeah. Um, that's like my big problem. With the remakes, like the, the live action mm-hmm. Disney remakes, specifically Aladdin and The Lion King, like just do do it all song or don't do any. Like I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't like the half measure that those live action. Beauty and the Beast was was better. I like that one there's, out of all of them. That one's the best. There's definitely one. a lot of half measure songs in this. They're, I think they they're run like all fifty seconds. <laughs> yeah, what is ha- just like don't. Like the one, like the one I introduced to you, like elimination, lack of education. Like what? What is that? You didn't need. To, <laughs> I, it's fine. It's fine. It's not fine. They're terrible songs. What did you feel about the the title one? It's the when you're the best of friends. It's fine, but like, Having oh my so much god, fun together. I will not remember not the melody. Even aware that you're a funny pair. <laughs> I will not remember it in a week. I won't remember it. I'll probably remember your rendition of it more than the one (laughs) that was in the movie. That's how that's what that's the impression that it left on me. I think that this movie is lackluster and eventless and and every sense of the word. Right. I can't Mm -hmm. believe how much I dislike a Disney movie. I was shocked at myself. Mm -hmm. There is no joy. There is no magic. It's depressing. There's no character development. The animation is okay, but it's not, it's sometimes it's bad. Like I watched mm-hmm. it on Disney Plus. I, I don't know. Did you watch it on Disney Plus too? I did. So I think we're probably seeing like the best version that exists. Like, cause it's right from Disney, right? It's not like we watched mm-hmm. a terrible VHS transfer, right? No, this is, this is like from the Disney vault. Yeah. And th- some scenes look, really bad like like I don't I don't know if it's a transfer thing or I know that the film itself degrades over time and maybe it didn't get I I, I don't know I, I have no explanation for it some of it looks really good and then it, but it's uneven not everything looks consistently good mm-hmm. I like some of the movement that was in this movie like there's some cool 
I don't know at what point they began doing it, but there's some nice foreground and background movement. Like mm -hmm. as the camera's um, dollying, you'll see uh, like a parallax effect, like tree branches moving at a mm -hmm. different speed. It's nice. That's nice. I, I acknowledge that. Um, but that that's that's really it. The plot of this movie is somehow too fast and too slow at the same exact time. Mm -hmm. They had to cut the birds. The birds gotta go. Every time they came on screen, it came to a screeching halt for me. I don't care. I, I just did not care. That was the only like comedic relief in the whole thing, except for when the farmer loses his pants. I don't, this movie is so depressing that the comic relief did nothing. Like yeah. the, the message of this movie is so dour. Everyone will abandon you and stick to your own kind, even though everyone will abandon you. Yes. I don't know what they were trying to say. It's ba like basically like, if you're going, if you're going at like the meta level, the the, pre, the the idea that this movie is conveying is like maybe certain cultures shouldn't mingle, it's like shouldn't coexist. Is essential yep. like stick to your own, and that like uh, as that's presenting itself, I'm like, th does this not fly in the face of everything else that Disney has tried to tell us about the power of friendship and love and all like all that stuff, right? Mm -hmm. I found I have a quote. I pulled this quote because I needed to know if anybody else was as mad at this movie as I was. It turns out I'm not alone. So it's good. You are not alone. OK, good. I went on Letterboxd. I don't know if you're familiar with Letterboxd. It's a great website for people that like movies a lot. I highly recommend mm -hmm. signing up for a Letterboxd account if you don't have one. It's free. I do not have one. It's Letterboxd, just the D, not E-D, Letterboxd D. Uh, yeah. User Wesley S., <laughs> I don't think I don't think it's Wesley Snipes, but maybe. But Wesley S. says uh, this. Bambi taught children the beauty and sadness inherent in nature and in growing up with special emphasis on the importance of loss. The fox and the hound tells them that some beings by nature cannot be friends with certain types of other beings, even if they really want to. And that sums it up. I was like that. Th <laughs> that was Wesley Snipes' whole review right there, that that line. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, God, that is depressing. And I hate it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I felt that acutely through this entire film. right? <laughs> like, And yes. that ruined any chance that I had at an emotional connection with it. Going, going further, every side character essentially is unnecessary, right? I don't know why they mm -hmm. felt the need to introduce me to a second fox of racist, xenophobic badger and a porcupine in the last 15 minutes of this movie. Because I don't care what happens to what fate befalls any of them. I think, I think they had to so that the fox was not alone. I, so I'm going to fix the ending. But so let okay. me, I'm going to fix the you ending. Do it, please. Please fix the ending. <laughs> so... Here's here's what it uh, I'll, I'll fix the uh, make it make sense. I'm going to right now. Yeah. For whatever reason, Copper decides to immediately seek mortal vengeance on Todd for accidentally causing Chief's injury. Right. Mm -hmm. Doesn't make a lot of sense to me. The motivation does not. It's not there. Right. Chief should have died. Right. Mm -hmm. it, it's not unprecedented for characters we love 
in Disney films to die, right? Someone, a fox died in the beginning of this movie, right? Yes. So Chief should have died, right? Then we have uh, motivation, okay? Mm-hmm. And then at the end, right, we should have gotten the Revenant, essentially. Like, I wanted the Revenant <laughs> to happen so bad. I wanted Amos to get mauled by the bear, right? But it's the circle of life situation, which, again, we see in Disney movies. Like, he killed so many animals. You see him come back with that wagon of pelts, right? So it's it's like very poetic yeah. and fitting for him to be killed by Literally a bear. Literally like hundreds of like raccoons and foxes. Yes, it's so much. So mm-hmm. that 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 actually feels like a fitting end to that character who is positioned as the villain. So we don't we, I, you wouldn't feel bad if Amos gets murdered by a bear hunting our protagonist of all things. So mm-hmm. at that point Amos dies and uh maybe at some point uh, Todd helps Copper escape this bear, right? Then the Widow Tweed adopts Copper. Now they can all live together and actually be friends. Problem solved, right? That's a happy ending. Mm-hmm. This movie doesn't seem to really want to give us anything happy or joyful. But I feel like if you just adjusted a couple things, Chief dies, Amos dies, then we have these two that are actually able to kind of coexist and be friends or friendly, I guess, mm-hmm. right? Still a fox and a hound, but I, I don't know. I, it, it, I, I, there's that one. Re- this whole movie, even the names are wrong. Copper clearly should be the fox's name. Todd is a is a dog's <laughs> name. It's not close. It's not no- nothing. I ha- I did not like this movie. Claire has something to say. <laughs> Hold on, I'm buzzing yeah, in Claire. See what, let's see what Claire has to say. Let's see. Is this going to work? Claire, I think you're on the air. I don't know. Maybe Claire. Can you hear me? Yeah, Claire. Yes, I can, Claire. This is the first time I've actually heard you, Claire. Oh, yeah. Hey, we've been, like, talking to each other for a year and a half. Of course. It's great. <laughs> Welcome to the show. I hope uh, I hope this isn't, like, your favorite Disney movie of all time. No. So, okay. I, my, my mom, your my, the famous Claire's mom, Claire's never mom. let me watch it. Yeah. Because of the gun violence and the hunter breaking all of the rules, like hunting on a game preserve and all. But also the extremely problematic implication where the only two human characters in the movie end up together at the end, even though at one point he opened fire on a car she was driving, yeah, trying to murder her pet. And when she stopped him, he called her literally, you meddling female. Oh, yes. my God. But my mom never let us watch this movie because any man you have to disarm is not a man you should date. <laughs> That's <laughs> good advice for life. Boy. Good life advice. Yeah. Really great advice. <laughs> so, you know, I never, ever saw this movie until, you know, last week for this podcast. And it's because that would be a terrible movie to show small children. Yeah. Who made this? Yeah. Yeah. It's really hard to believe it's the same studio that gave us so many quality, you know, children's movies because this is not one. Right. It's And it's it's on. It is not one. It's on either side, too. It's not like every movie after this was good. It's like, no, almost everyone before and almost everyone after this are great to or good to great Disney films. I don't know what happened here. I honestly don't know what happened. Well, here. I mean, it gets worse after this one. The Black Cauldron came after this. Oh, one. I, that's in my 11 that I haven't seen. So I recommend it because the Black Cauldron you recommend. 
Well, because it is a real tipping point in the history of Disney animated films. Okay. It was so unlike anything they had ever done before. It has no plot. It's basically a series of animated music videos. It's more akin to, like, Pink Floyd's The Wall than it is to other Disney animated movies. Okay, now I'm interested. (laughs) And everyone flipped their shit when The Black Cauldron came out in in a negative way. They were like, this is garbage. This is the worst thing Disney's ever made. This is... And it immediately was followed by, like, the Disney Renaissance. Huh, okay, all right. All of the great Disney movies like The Little Mermaid on basically happened right after The Black Cauldron. But The Black Cauldron was like this sort of weird. They were trying to get into this like sort of MTV generation sort of a thing, but they weren't doing it when the MTV generation was a Disney watching. Like as they made The Black Cauldron, I was born. So, like, it was a little bit too late for my mom and too early for me. Ah, see? Before their time. Yeah. Anyone that was trying to watch The Black Cauldron didn't get it. Interesting. Um, okay. So, so this is... The Black Cauldron is generally considered to be Disney's worst film. I don't know that I agree with that. I will say there is not a story. It is not a plot. Um... It's kind of vaguely a plot, but it's not really a plot at all. It's basically a series of, like, vignettes put to music. Um, And it's not lyrical music. Almost all of it has no words. (laughs) That sounds interesting. I I mean, I would give it a try. I I think you would find it interesting both historically and also as, like, this is not at all like Disney I know at all. Right. Um, it definitely stands out as unique. Hmm. Um, that being said, I've seen every Disney movie. Every one. There is not one on that list that I have not seen. Dang. And I've seen more Disney movies than than even are on that list. So all of the, the those 30, I have seen all of them. This is my least favorite. Now, yes! I have not... Yes! <laughs> All right. I have not seen it in probably 25 years. Okay. It's, so Maybe it's been a minute. more yeah. than that. Okay. It's definitely been a minute. But I was, I don't think I've seen it since my parents split up. And my parents split up when I was 11. So um, I don't know exactly the last time I saw it was. But I do know that as a child... This movie is all downer and no upper. And I was like, this is the saddest, worst, most boring Disney movie of all of them. Yes. I remembered it being much more sad than it felt now Um, when I was a kid. I was like, this movie is just heartbreak after heartbreak. So it starts like Bambi with like the lead character's mother dying. Yeah. Because a hunter shot her. And then the fox is orphaned. And scared. And that's sad. And then a nice little old woman who's lonely and lives in a cabin, like, takes him in. And that's nice for, like, a second. <laughs> uh-huh. And then the fox, the hunter, 
and Farmer gets a puppy because his current dog is getting old. So he's got to train a new hunting dog. And nothing about Copper's life is good at all from, like, the get-go. That dog is not attached to, like, it so does not make sense when he comes back from the winter being super into hunting and, like, faithful to his master and really a fan of Chief. Mm. It doesn't make sense because none of them are nice to him. None of them are nurturing. At least the the fox has, like, nurturing in his life between Big Mama and the old lady. Yeah. The dog has no nurturing at all. Um, and then they're friends for, like, a day. One day. Yes. <laughs> and then they get caught, like, hanging out together. And the farmer's like, I'm going to kill that fox. And so the fox almost dies. And then the old lady's, like, trying to protect him. But the farmer's like, I'm definitely going to get that fox. And then... It heats up so fast and so much that, again, like Claire said, they open fire on one another. Well, he opens fire on her and she opens fire on his car. But they're shooting a shotgun at one another. (laughs) And then the farmer's like, I got to get out of here and blow off some steam. We're going to, like, my hunting cabin for the winter. Yeah. And so over the next, like, four or five months, both the fox and the hound grow up. So they've had, like, one day of friendship. Maybe at most they've had, like, spring. But, but yeah. Of they friendship. Sw- they, they played tag the one day, and then they, or hide and seek, and then they, like, went for a swim together, and maybe there was, like, one other occasion in the middle. That's it, though. But that was Th- it. That's it. That's all the hanging out that they did. So they are definitely apart much longer than they are friends and together, like, playing. Um, And so that's sad because the fox is sad when the hound goes away on vacation. And then the fox is sad again when the hound comes back and is like, we can't hang out together because I help kill animals like you. Yeah. And then they're trying to hang out again. The farmer sees the fox tries to kill the fox, the old lady is like, I'm sad and alone and have been for years. This fox is my only company and joy in my life. But he doesn't belong here and this farmer neighbor is trying to kill him. So I'm going to dump him in the woods where he knows nothing about fending for himself or how to (laughs) be a fox in nature. I'm going to now not have a companion. And so then we, we're back to more sad. And then the fox is all alone in the woods and meets terrible characters that he doesn't need to meet. No. I mean, the lady fox is whatever. She's fine, but she's also not needed. <laughs> Her um, name is Vixie. Come on. Vixie. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. And then there's like a whole thing with like a uh, being hunted and revenge, as you said, from oh, the dog. Oh, my God. Because the fox is running away and Chief, the old dog, gets hit by a train or whatever. <laughs> what was it? I yeah. tuned out at that he point. Definitely I was disassociating. Gets hit by a they train were on train tracks. And falls off and a bridge. And then I disassociated for like five minutes. 
And then the dog was injured. Yeah. He only hurt his leg. So that's, you know. He only hurt his leg. That's fine. That's fine. But anyway, the injury is so dire that that the hound is like, I vow revenge. I'm going to kill that fox. And that's sad. And then he tries to kill the fox. And that's sad. And then all of a sudden, this lady fox has been brought into all of this farmer hound fox drama because this this farmer is literally, as Claire mentioned, cutting wires to go into a nature preserve to kill this fox. That's how badly this farmer and this dog want this fox dead is they're like, even after he's been sent away and has no family and no means of fending for himself because he's been a house pet his whole life. Yes. Uh we're not going to leave it at that. We're going to find him and track him down and leave like 18 bear traps for him to fall into. It's, it's but too it much. Puts, it now puts Lady Fox in danger. Who, who's uh, innocent in all of this. A yes. true innocent. And then there's another like chase scene. And then the dog almost gets killed by the bear. And the fox is like... No, we're best friends forever. I'm going to save him and saves the dog. And then the dog saves the fox from the hunter. But then they go their separate ways. Yeah. And it's like, have this nice memory of this time that you were once friends with somebody you should not be friends with. It's literally this movie's message is stick to your own kind. But also this movie's message is everyone will abandon you. Classic he gets left Disney. by his mom. He gets left by the old lady who becomes his surrogate mom. He gets abandoned by his best friend. I remember this movie being very, very sad. It is less sad now, looking at it. It's more just bleak. Right. I literally remembered this as being the Cries A Lot movie. And it, this, the, the, I do not feel that looking back on it in retrospect in my old age. I do not feel like it is a cries a lot movie. I did not get teary at all because they didn't care. It was just one shitty, like, it, this movie is like life's a bitch and then you die. <laughs> yeah, just personified, animated. <laughs> personified and for some reason sold to children. I don't know what kid watched watch this and came away with anything other than it's sad and potentially scarring. But if you were to go like go on Rotten Tomatoes or even on Letterboxd where I was and there are hundreds of five star reviews for this movie. And I just I <laughs> I don't get it. I just I, I don't understand mm -hmm. it at all. The hijinks in it are very hijinksy in the way that I don't particularly like, where you can, you could overlay the Benny Hill theme song over any scene the way there's hijinks in this movie and it totally fits. Yeah. And like I said, the big like laugh is the hunter trying to kill the fox, but his pants aren't buttoned, so they fall down. And right. you could see his long underwear. Ha, 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 ha. That's the big laugh of this movie. Um, I will say there's one thing that I specifically noted that I, I have to mention before we're, like, done yeah, talking yeah. about this. Because I don't really have anything else to say other than this made me realize that Disney is, a in part, a player 
in this childhood thing that I had, and I know other people had, because of cartoons, of trees being hollow. <laughs> There's like this big <laughs> trees, trees are hollow conspiracy in animated stuff at the time. Uh-huh. Where like in this movie, the two birds that you think bring the movie to a screeching halt. Yes. The comic relief of this movie. One is a woodpecker and he's trying to get this caterpillar and he goes, he pecks through the bark and it's just empty inside the tree. So much so that when he goes in after the caterpillar into the tree, he pecks right outside the other side of the bark and there's nothing in between. Like he literally goes in one side and out the other. Yeah. And then I started thinking about like Winnie the Pooh and all the trees are empty in Winnie the Pooh. Sure. And there's like, trees have no wood, they only have bark in Disney movies, and I believe some other animated movies, but specifically, notably, there's a conspiracy that I have decided about Disney trying to sell that that trees are hollow to children. Um, (laughs) To what end? To what end? I I don't know. (laughs) I could not tell you the benefit of having a bunch of children think that there's nothing inside of trees. Hmm. (laughs) That is funny. so the the uh, woodpecker in question is mm-hmm. named Boomer, and I found mm-hmm. that to be moderately funny because we got at least two OK Boomers in this movie, which was mm-hmm. fun, but not for the reasons, not not for, by any chance of you know nothing the movie did, just society as we are right now. Mm-hmm. And then also, you might have thought of Winnie the Pooh because the voice of Boomer was absolutely Tigger. Because when he left, you were like, I was like, that is the voice of Tigger. It is the same exact laugh. And I looked it up and I was like, I was right. Because <laughs> voices, cartoon voices. Yeah. I, yeah, it's crazy. Well, is that also the voice of Piglet? Could be. Uh, I, I think don't, it's also the voice of Piglet. The the laugh that the, bur- the bird does is in just in my memory and in my heart, that is no, Tigger's I laugh. I think that Porcupine was that checks out. The very uh, uh, mild, very <laughs> yes, he was Piglet in a bunch of Winnie the Pooh stuff. Yeah, yeah, the, the yeah Porcupine was. Um, so there's two Winnie the Pooh voices in this movie. Is that a Disney property? Is Winnie the Pooh a Disney? Yes. Yeah, I figured as much. I, yeah, that all checks out. They just, re- you know, we, we know the Disney machine. Kurt Russell was a part of it for years. Of course they're reusing yeah. the same voices. God. I mean, they even reuse the same, like, character types and stuff over and over again. Like, yeah. they redraw over old characters for new characters and stuff, which is fine. I mean... Save time. What you're doing. Yeah. It makes sense to me. For his 10 lines, what did you think of Kurt in this movie? Fine? I think that he was fine. Yeah. I don't necessarily think that he stood out in this role. I don't know that it was a great fit for him. I think he would have been better as the fox. Yeah. Interesting. I think that Kurt Russell has a dashing enough way about him to be the fox rather than being the the hound. Um, but that's just me. You certainly would have had more lines, and maybe that would have made the difference. I don't know. Probably not, because mm-hmm. it's just overall, what a mess. Again, 
I think we said it up top. Eight writers and three directors. It, I, I, <laughs> there's no way. There's just no way. You, if you you could probably break this movie into eight different parts and be like, oh, <laughs> yes, of course. This person directed this and nothing connects. There's like very little through line in any of it. Oh, boy. Whitney. Yes. I was a little nervous coming in to this one mm-hmm. because I thought I'd be alone, but I'm glad that I'm not. I thought I was you taking crazy alone. pills. Everyone was like, this is a tearjerker. I felt nothing. I'm like, am I a sociopath? Mm-hmm. What is my problem? But it's no, this movie. It definitely was a tearjerker when I was a child. And now I'm like, mm, I don't know what's happening here. Okay. We might want to just, I think, I think Lindsay probably also, we, we might want to tell her just not to revisit this one. Because I think she also... I probably will. I probably <laughs> will tell her that. Because... Don't. Don't do again, it. Again, like the one and only genuine original family band, <laughs> I had very pleasant memories... Yeah. But they betrayed ...of that you. movie. And then rewatching it, I was like, what is this will that they were feeding me? And I kind of feel that way about The Fox and the Hound, too. It's not as bad as the one and only genuine original family band. But it is also... Probably last on my list of Disney movies I recommend somebody watch. Yeah, that's crazy. It's the last on my my incomplete list. It's last on your complete list, right? I guess if you you, uh, if you factor in for me the 3D, like the the digital Disney, it falls even farther. Like there's no, this is not better than any more contemporary animated Disney thing that they've done in recent mm-hmm. memory. Like, uh, you know, it's not, yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's bad. It's bad news. Yeah. Just watch Bambi. If like, whatever you it is that you're going for in a movie that you're watching, there is no reason that Fox and the Hound would be what you would choose over Bambi. Bambi also starts with a mother dying. It's also very moving. Mm-hmm. But it has so much more to say and is also funner and more funny than this one is. So there, there's an interesting one. I, so I don't know this off the top of my head, but I'm curious. I can't think of one off the top of my head. Can you think of a song from Bambi? Because it's been too long since I've seen it. I can't really think of a of. I'm sure it had it had to have had. Oh, does it? Some really? I don't. I don't know. Like I, it would be so weird to me. I thought that was their, like, bread and butter, like, the music. I mean, it is their bread and butter, but that's not necessarily. Let's see. I'm just doing it quick. All right. Oh, I just, I found this really quickly here. Oh, yeah. So here it is. Okay. Love yeah, is a song. April showers. Little April shower. Little April shower. Looking for romance. Let's sing a gay little spring song. I don't, I don't, I mean, I know what you just sang, but I don't know those other ones. <laughs> so. Well, so this, uh, Bambi, I think was more, it, it was not diegetic music. It was like choral music that was basically essentially like a classical score ah. with like choral singers singing. It was much more background music than it was like. I don't remember half the songs you said, and I remember every Disney song, as you can tell by the fact that I can sing every Disney song. Yeah, um, they've made they've written some 
true, true, great, truly great, uh, just overall like soundtracks, not just like individual songs, like mm-hmm. take Beauty and the Beast, The Lion King, Aladdin, The Little Mermaid, like bangers, all of them. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. Uh, Mulan, which again, they did away with that in the live action remake. It made me sad. Wow. Look at us. This is the worst. This is the worst movie. <laughs> I can't wait to see where we put it on our list. Yeah. If you're listening live, you know, feel free to go grab a drink. I, we got to pay some bills. <laughs> yeah, we do. Quick ad read, friends and and listeners, and <laughs> listeners who are friends. Friendly listeners, listeners who friends, listeners whose voice we just heard yeah. for the first time today. Uh huh. Much like the uh, the way that the hunter Amos started a fire. At the exit of the fox den. I'm talking about a back blaze, Whitney. Boom! Smooth. <laughs> Smooth and seamless. Shit. <laughs> it's terrible. I'm only doing it for Eric now because he called them ham fisted, but I, I'm like mm-hmm. leaning into it. But that this one, this one actually I works. Think, I think it might become our whole thing. It's the it's the shtick, as no it were. No one's even gonna listen for like the movie reviews anymore. <laughs> They're just gonna listen into what ham-fisted way you can squeeze in a segue. Let me get that sweet, sweet ad read. Chapter select <laughs> ad read. Backblaze. Let's go. Am I signing up? Nope. Here we go. <laughs> for six dollars a month, you can have peace of mind. I do, and I feel like that's that's pretty worthwhile. You know, there's a lot of a lot of things that could go wrong with your computer. I don't want I don't want to be the bearer of bad news, but you could like spill your coffee on it in the morning, or you could drop it if it's a laptop or something like that. And I don't, if you're like me, you probably have all of your stuff on your computer. Like literally anything you would need to know about me is on my computer. Uh, including all my photos, all of my documents, important tax information, all that stuff is on here. And it's important for me that it's all backed up. My work, this podcast, everything, all here. So if it were to go away, I'd be very sad (laughs) and potentially liable for a lot of money. (laughs) (laughs) So I use Backblaze. I pay $6 a month. It backs up everything plugged into my computer. Uh, and as Whitney could see right here, I could put it in the chat at some point too. I have 45 terabytes and counting, and it actually might be like 46 or 47 now, uh, terabytes of data stored on Backblaze. So when I say it's unlimited, I'm the I'm proving the rule that it is because I just keep feeding them more and more data, and they don't cut me off, which is great. Mm-hmm. Believe they call me the outlier, and I believe that's why they allow <laughs> me to read this ad and curse during it and go off on tangents and stuff like that. And it works, it's fine. Really quickly, 12and24.com slash backblaze. That will get you a free 15 day trial to orient yourself and see if you dig it. It sits in your Mac menu bar or your Windows task bar and just backs up all the time in the background as long as your computer is on. It's not going to take more bandwidth than it needs. So if it sees that you're on Zoom or you're chatting or doing anything, recording a podcast even, Backblaze pauses itself, and then when it's available, it begins backing up again. It's great. I love when software is smart and doesn't like ruin my day. 
Just do your job and do it well. That's why I like Backblaze. If after that 15 days, you have it set up, you like it, you like the way it works, you feel good, you have all your stuff backed up, it's $6, $6 a month per computer. If you want to back up a bunch of computers, you could do that too, but really, probably not a lot of people have six or seven computers lying around. Just back up the one, plug everything into it, it's great. 12and24.com slash Backblaze. I love it. It's great. I've been a customer for like 10 years. Uh, that's it. Backblaze. Like Amos the Hunter. Trying to flush out foxes. Backblaze. Mm, maybe don't associate the, uh, our sponsor with a villain. <laughs> Backblaze is like Todd. The heroic fox who fought mm-hmm. a bear mm-hmm. to save his ingrate of a friend. There you go. Nailed it. <laughs> in, that, in that scenario, Todd was backup for copper. Uh, there you go. Oh, my oh, God. You squeezed it in there. You, oh, my you God. You pulled it out right at the end. <laughs> 10 out of 10 on the landing. Whitney, I'm going to, I want to say one thing. Uh, suffice it to say, I think we're going to skip, uh, is he hot in this one this week? Right? Correct. Good. The answer is probably no. I don't know. I don't. The answer know. was no. Um, <laughs> the the cartoon as dog. Knows, <laughs> as everybody knows, the hottest animated characters are Disney's foxes. So it's true. The bloodhound is not going to hold a candle to the fox, even though he's not the hottest Disney fox by a long shot. Obviously, everyone knows that I'm talking about number one major crush, the fox from Robin Hood. Oh, yeah. Robin yeah. Hood the Fox. That's it. Yeah. Um, that checks the, out. The sexual awakening of many a weird young person. <laughs> Was had through that fox? Robin Hood fox? Oh, it's a thing. Did you not know it's a thing? I didn't know that was a thing. No. Oh, it's a big thing. Interesting. Interesting. It's like, it's like a, a thing. There are many, 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 many people in, I don't know. It's like a big swath too. It's not just like one generation or anything. There are people much older than me. There are people much younger than me, but there are a large percentage of people who, uh, first had like crush feelings on Robin Hood. Okay. And, and just for my own uh, edification, this is the 1973 animated yes, Robin Hood correct. film. Okay. I just pulled up the... Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm looking, you know, mm-hmm. it's good looking. He's got a tunic on and a belt mm-hmm. and some slippies, you know, mm-hmm. and the hat. Yes, yeah, He's a dashing. He's a dashing fox. Don't get me wrong. You know? He is a dashing <laughs> I love it. Factual. (laughs) Lane Train. Thank you, Lane Train. Lane Train just uh, sent a message in the Discord. This is a good episode. I like that. I like that. (laughs) We we go places. I think I think that's why people hang around. Yeah. I will say Little John is not hot. Little John Baloo is the same. Woo, I shouldn't go down this road. I could talk a lot about a lot of Disney stuff. But Baloo is the same character, like, outline as Little John, okay, the sidekick of the fox. Uh, Baloo is way hotter, and I'm sure that's just a personality thing. 
Oh, it is blue. Mm-hmm. That's in, that's exactly what you were referring to, like using the yes, same exact. Where, they just put a tunic on and a hat on him as well. Well, and then they can save a huge amount of money in like animating certain frames because they already have the movement of the character and whatever. They can yeah. just put the tunic and hat on and change the background, and then that saves a lot of re redrawing animated frames before the advent of computers. But like, he's a classic example of. There are very minimal changes. There are even, like, I think, dances that Baloo does and Little John does. It's the same dance moves. Like, they just reuse the dance moves. It's just a palette swap, right? Because Baloo was like a, he was like a gray. or Wasn't he like mm-hmm. a gray or bluish bear? And yes. this is a brown bear. But that's it. All right. There you go. Oh, we're getting to the bottom of this Disney stuff. Come on. Mm-hmm. Listener. Yeah, if, if... <laughs> Wait, go ahead. What were you going to say? Sorry, I got distracted in the chat. Um, no, just if your questions are about <laughs> Baloo and Little John, and if one of them is hotter, then I there you go. Baloo is hotter. We are answering those questions. <laughs> Baloo is hotter. People are fighting Baloo about... Baloo is hotter than Little John. People are fighting about Christopher Reeve's Superman. Yes. Come on. In, in the chat. That's we all know it's Dean Kane. <laughs> Keep a straight face. <laughs> oh, it's not Dean Kane. Oh my God, Whitney, I'm very excited. Chat, you should get very. I excited. am very excited. It is time. Let me uh, let me press this button and and do this. Yeah, we gotta get get Charles in here. Figure it out, asshole. We're gonna find out who's who. I'd peg us at a D-minus for this kind of thing. Keeping you at a disadvantage is an advantage I intend to keep. Think you can win on talent alone? You don't have enough talent to win on talent alone. I honestly, I don't remember, okay? Ask about horses again, I'll slap you red. <laughs> hey! That was fun! That's growing on me. I'm liking that. I made a little. Mm-hmm. I made a couple little tweaks, but I really like that. This mm-hmm. is figure it out, asshole. It's our very own quiz show where the host will ask Whitney and I three questions. If I get it wrong, Whitney has a chance to steal, assuming she remembers the remaining answers. Same with me, vice versa. That's mm-hmm. that's basically it. So without further that's ado, <laughs> let's introduce our master of ceremonies coming to you live from the void. It's Charles Nolan. Hello, everybody. Hey, Charles. Hello, Charles. How is everyone doing? Doing all right. How are you, Charles? I'm confused because I've been listening to this episode. (laughs) Wait a minute. I don't understand a lot of what was just being talked about. (laughs) About the animals, the foxes and whatnot? Correct. I'll take my questions offline. (laughs) Fair enough. Fair enough. Are we ready to play Figure It Out, Asshole? Very much. Very much. Wonderful. Well, let's dive right in with Whitney. (gasps) Yes. This was the last Disney animated movie to not feature what aspect? CGI, 
actors of color, or closing credits? Closing credits. That is correct. Nicely done. Nicely done. This was the first Disney animated movie to feature CGI. Yeah, the when you're talking about the panning yeah. of the trees and the, that's like it's like the first CGI that Disney used. I didn't want to say anything in case it was a question. That's cool. Well, see, I like mm -hmm. that. <laughs> that was one thing that I liked. Very nice. Andrew, I've got a question for you. I'm ready. What was the Widow Tweed's cow's name? <laughs> was it Abigail, Bessie, or Clara? Uh... <laughs> Abigail. That is correct. Yes. Nice. <laughs> oh, Bessie, you almost got, that's like a very typical cow name. You almost got mm -hmm. me with that one. Thank you. Moving on to Whitney. Mm -hmm. The snarl of the bear has been used in two Disney movies before this one. Mm. One was The Jungle Book. What was the other? Was it Bambi, The Rescuers, or Bedknobs and Broomsticks? Ooh. Uh, it definitely wasn't Bedknobs and Broomsticks. Nothing snarls in that that I can remember. So I'm going to say, I think they fight a lot of animals in The Rescuers. So I'm going to say The Rescuers. That is correct. Well done. I've I've uh, I've never seen the rescuers. However, I have seen the rescuers down under. So I feel like that's common. I feel like more people have seen the rescuers down under than the rescuers. The yeah. rescuers down under is better than the rescuers. <laughs> yeah. Spicy Charles. Shots Spicy fired. Spicy take. I have already begun downloading Disney movies into my void. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. To Andrew. <laughs> the circles around Todd's eyes as an adult are a different shade than the rest of his fur. Uh -huh. Are they darker or lighter? <laughs> <laughs> lighter. That is correct. Yeah. <laughs> 100% confidence in my voice when I answer these questions. You sounded so unsure. Thank you. Moving on to Whitney. Mm -hmm. When Squeaks the caterpillar is in the flower pot that has been filled with water, mm -hmm. he sneezes and propels himself out of it. Mm -hmm. Where does he land? Does he go into a drain pipe, into a hollow log, or onto Boomer's beak? Ooh, uh, ooh, a uh, drain pipe? That is correct. Whew, we are on yeah. fire. Yeah, nailing it. Absolutely crushing it. <laughs> Andrew. All right. There's a man whose portrait hangs in the Widow Tweed's house. His portrait has what aspect prominently featured? Is it a large hat, a spruce mustache, or a long beard. Uh, 
a large hat. That is incorrect. Ow! Um, mustache? That is correct. Oh, damn it. There it is. That's when I lost right there. <laughs> Whitney. Yes. How many gunshots do we hear throughout this movie? <laughs> oh, jeez. He's a terrible shot. Is it 31, 32, or 33? Oh, it was a... It was like a lot, so I'm just going to go with the highest number and say 33. That is correct. <laughs> Nicely done. Yeah. That was literally just because I was like, maybe a thousand. It seems like there's only gunshots in this movie, so. 33 is maybe a thousand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a round Andrew. The name Todd actually comes from the old English word, Tada, which means what? Damn it. Friend, orange, or fox? Uh. Friend. That is incorrect. Steal, steal, steal. It's fox. That is correct. It seemed so obvious. Damn it. Well, but I mean, Vixie, when you talked about Vixie, a vixen is a female fox. So their names are just what both they are. Fox. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. For the last question in regulation Whitney, mm -hmm. how many children does Vixie think would be just right? Was it five, six, or seven? I believe she says all of those, but ends on seven. That is incorrect. Five. That is incorrect. <laughs> the void gets a point. <laughs> oh, no. Oh. Listeners, we have no idea what happens when the void wins. Yeah. So far, we've staved it off. But we have. We don't our, know how long we can keep this up. Our collective intellectual might has staved off the void winning, but at some point the void may win, and we do not know the consequences of that. Yeah. I look forward to the day that happens. <laughs> <laughs> I do not. That makes one of us. Okay. <laughs> Moving on to the bonus round, where we have three bonus round questions. Now, in the bonus round... Participants can buzz in rather than having questions posed directly to them. Whitney, can we hear your buzz-in sound? Me. Thank you. Andrew, can we hear your buzz-in sound? That would be bzz. Thank you. Bonus round question number one. Though it went uncredited, Tim Burton did the character animation for which character? What? Me. Whitney. Vixie. That is correct. Holy sh... What? <laughs> what? Uh-huh. Unbelievable. Okay. <laughs> I, I was not prepared for such a quick, <laughs> confident answer. <laughs> well, maybe I am impressed. Maybe you should, uh, I was going to say this is our last Disney film, isn't it? No, there's more Disney films. There will be I'm more. A, I'm a I'm a Disney nerd. I'm okay. not like 
full on, you know, Disney girl, but I am, yes. Yeah. Uh, you can expect. I will make sure to make the questions much harder. <laughs> oh, no. So you played your hand too early, Wit. I did. I played it way too early. <laughs> Bonus round question number two. During the rainstorm, we hear a thunder effect that is similarly to the Wilhelm scream, referred to as Castle Thunder and is used in several, several movies. For what movie was Castle Thunder originally made? Was it Dracula, Frankenstein, or The Invisible Man? Me. Whitney. The Invisible Man? That is incorrect. Andrew. Frankenstein. That is correct. Yeah. For the final question of the bonus round of Figure It Out, Asshole. Who says the other's name more? Is it Todd or Copper? Oh. Uh, Me. Whitney. I think it's Copper. That is incorrect. <laughs> Andrew, get this wrong and I will mock you. <laughs> Todd. That is correct. Yes. An account of 18 to 10. Wow. Oh, That's wow. substantial. Yeah. It is. So that puts our score at the void with one point. And a score of seven to four, Whitney ran away with this. Damn! Ooh. I still don't have fanfare, but well done. Boop, 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 boop. I'm writing it down now. Fanfare. Whitney is making her own fanfare. <laughs> yeah. Boop, boop, a doop, boop, boop. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. Well done. Well done. That was very fun. And now it is time for Figure It Out, audience. <gasps> yeah. Now, last time, I did ask two questions and got one answer oh. for one of the questions. Claire F. said that her father thought that the German title of the film, Escape from New York, which was Die Klapperschlang, <laughs> translated to, and let me make sure that I get this correct, The drumstick. <laughs> what? That okay. is not correct. Okay. <laughs> it was, in fact, the rattlesnake. And the other question was, which political scandal of the 1970s inspired John Carpenter to write the movie? The answer was Watergate. And now, for Figure It Out audience, for Fox and the Hound... Listeners, if you think you know the answer, please send me a tweet on the Twitter at the Nolan, T-H-E-N-O-W-L-I-N, or hashtag figure it out audience. And if you're right, I will give you a shout out in the next episode. Figure it out audience question number one. Which of Chief's legs is in a cast after his accident with the train? And figure it out, audience, question number two. Who played 
squeaks the caterpillar. Oh. Oh, that's a good one. That is a good one. Thank you. Tweet to me and see if you can get the right answers. Here's a fun fact that was not brought up. Charo was originally in this movie and she got cut out. And here's another fun fact. In the original script of the movie, Chief was supposed to die. <gasps> it would have been better. What? But they felt that would be too sad for this movie that is literally built on sadness. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it wouldn't have helped, but it, but story-wise, it would have made more sense. I, uh, yeah. I feel, I feel good about that. I mean, I don't feel good about the movie, but that first draft, you know, too many writers, too many writers. That's what it was. They say too many writers in the kitchen will <laughs> do something. <laughs> I've heard. Correct. Yeah, I've heard. They do say that. Yep. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> this has been another exhilarating game, Charles. Thank you for the work that goes into this. It's really, Thank truly appreciated. Thank you so much for letting me do this. This is so much fun. Yeah. I, I love it. I know Whitney does. Our guests do. The listeners do. It's my do. favorite part of the show. Yeah. A lot of fun. I know I know, I know. know the listeners for the Kurt Locker are new to it, but it is definitely my favorite part about Cool Breeze Over the Mountains. So I am excited that it's back, and I know everyone will grow to love it as much as I do. Yeah, absolutely. You want more Charles? You want more trivia? Go listen to Cool Breeze, you know? Uh, Nikki enjoys the void. There you go. That's Thank it. Thank you, Nikki. So do I. It's a nice void to be in. <laughs> <laughs> it's breaking news from the live chat. Uh, Nikki likes the void. I am intimidated by it. Right. I don't. The void is your friend. You will welcome it eventually. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Thanks. Well, thanks, Charles. Yeah, thanks so much for hanging, Charles. Thank you, everyone. Have a great night. <laughs> you too. Yeah, you too. <laughs> All right, Andrew, I believe it's your turn. It is for God. All right. I will say, though, I have literally kind of done the walkthrough of what happens in this movie. When I was talking about all the moments who were sad. Yeah. So. It's, I just, I clicked on it on Wikipedia. It's short. I'm going <clears> to, <throat> I'll run through it because of, uh, you know, habit, yeah, I guess, the, at this point, know, whatever. Of, of completion. Yeah, just to have it. Uh, but this is the plot synopsis as uh, told by Wikipedia. Maybe they'll make a funny mistake that we can make fun of. You know, there's always that, some editorializing. Here we go. After a young red fox is orphaned, Big Mama the Owl and her friends Dinky the Finch and Boomer the Woodpecker arrange for him to be adopted by kindly farmer Widow Tweed, who names him Todd. Short for Toddler. Meanwhile, her neighbor, Hunter Amos Slade, uh, brings home a young hound puppy named Copper. And His last name is Slade? <laughs> yeah. That's way too cool a last name for that. Amos Ass Slade. <laughs> he needs to take all of the seats, first of all. Uh, uh, he... he uh, brings home a young hound puppy named Copper, introduces him to his hunting dog, Chief. One day, Todd and Copper meet and become best friends. That's literally 
That is literally one day they meet and become best friends, pledging eternal friendship. Amos grows frustrated at Copper for constantly wandering off to play, places him on a leash. While playing with Copper outside his barrel, Todd awakens Chief, the older dog. Amos and Chief chase Todd until they are stopped by Tweed. After an argument, Amos threatens to kill Todd if he trespasses on his farm again. Hunting season comes and Amos takes his dogs into the wilderness for the interim. It's all of winter, I guess, a couple months. Uh, meanwhile, Big Mama, Dinky, and Boomer attempt to explain to Todd that Copper will become his enemy. However, Todd naively insists that he and Copper will remain friends forever. The following spring, Todd and Copper reach adulthood. Copper returns as an expert hunting dog who is expected to track down foxes. During the night, Todd sneaks over to visit Copper. Their conversation awakens Chief, who alerts Amos. A chase ensues, and Copper catches Todd, but lets Todd go while diverting Amos. Chief catches Todd as he attempts to escape on a railroad track, and an oncoming train strikes Chief, resulting in him falling into the river below and breaking his leg. He got off light. He got off light. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Enraged by this. I don't know many people who've gotten off so easy from being <laughs> hit by a train. I'll just say that. Right. It's not a slow train. It was moving. Mm -mm. Uh, enraged by this, Copper and Amos blame Todd for the accident and vow vengeance. Realizing Todd is no longer safe with her, Tweed leaves him at a game reserve where no hunting is allowed. I'm just adding that in. After a disastrous night on his own in the woods, Big Mama introduces Todd to Vixie, a female fox who helps Todd adapt to life in the forest. Last paragraph, then we are out. Meanwhile, Amos and Copper trespass into the reserve and hunt the two foxes. The chase climaxes when Amos and Copper inadvertently provoke an attack from a large, savage bear. Amos trips and falls into one of his own traps, dropping his gun slightly out of reach. Copper fights the bear, but is almost killed by the vicious animal. Todd battles the bear until they both fall down a waterfall. As Copper approaches Todd... Oh, as Copper approaches, nope, that's not a sentence. <laughs> Copper approaches Todd as he lies in the lake below. Amos appears, ready to shoot Todd. Copper positions himself in front of Todd to prevent Amos from shooting him, which was a nice moment. It, 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 a hundred other story uh, things could have happened before that would have had much more emotional impact at that moment. I get what they were going mm -hmm. for, but it just didn't uh, work. Um, and he basically stops uh, Amos from shooting Todd. Uh, Amos lowers his gun and leaves with Copper. Todd and Copper share one last smile before parting. At home, Tweed nurses Amos back to health while the dogs rest. Again, completely unearned. These two people seem to have... Hate each other. Yeah, yeah. very little overlap in There's life and... Yeah. Quite a bit of animosity between the two. Right. From the get. <laughs> it's mm -hmm. terrible. Uh, Copper, before going to sleep, smiles as he remembers the day when he first met Todd. On a hill, Vixie joins Todd as they look down on Todd's former home and Copper's. The end. That's it. Mm -hmm. Whitney, do you recommend this film? No. Andrew, do you recommend this film? On this, we agree. No, I do not <laughs> recommend this. I recommend uh -huh. every other Disney film. 
It doesn't actually, you can just throw a dart at a board full of Disney films and watch that mm -hmm. one and you'll have a better time than this one. Mm -hmm. Guaranteed. <laughs> or pick anyone from 85 to 2000 and you're in for a great time, I guarantee it. It's fine. Now comes the very interesting part. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm curious, Whitney, where you're going to rank the fox and the hound. I'm going to put it at number 11, which bumps down Mosby's Marauders, Guns of Diablo, the one and only genuine original family band, and Super Dad, which uh, st I still have not seen. I'm just ranking it last for kicks. That's great. That's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, you and I are uh, pretty much on the same page. I'm gonna put uh, I'm gonna put it at number twelve. Uh, it's down there, edging uh, just narrowly edging out Guns of Diablo, Super Dad, and the one and only genuine original family band. I gotta be honest. I don't really remember what happens in the guns uh, Guns in the Heather uh, above it. Um, but I don't care. I'd rather watch that one than this one again. <laughs> it was like an hour and a half too long. The was that that one? Hour. Was that the... It had the Irish girl in the pub. That's the one. All right, yeah. yeah. I definitely watched that one again. That was the James mm -hmm. Bond spoof. Got it. Yeah. Loved it. <laughs> it was a great film. <laughs> That's this is, a lie. This is why we... It, it, I love... Ranking them like this and then having the reckoning also because while I don't think the fox and the hound will move any higher There's always the possibility that it could go lower. You know what I'm saying? I do know what you're saying probably not below the three that are under it though. I got to be honest It'll just go lower naturally as things get put into the number one spot. Yeah, so. it'll keep getting pushed <laughs> pushed lower so there it is uh we did not. We did not care for this one. Did not even make the top ten. That is a. Uh, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. However. Oh, however. Next week. Next week, Whitney. It's your movie. We're, we're in for a treat. <laughs> Back to John Carpenter. Back to Carpenter. For the thing. Yes. Uh, you have seen this. Uh, I have. I have seen this. I think. Has Lindsay seen this? Yes. Okay. I think we've all so. seen this. I don't know what the guest lineup is going to be like for the thing, but mm -hmm. it might be everybody. <laughs> Again, I don't know. It'll be fun. I, any which way you slice it. People really, really enjoyed the Escape from New York episode, and I think it's because it was so big. Generally, mm -hmm. we save you time on these movies where our episodes are shorter. Escape from New York went the opposite direction. You lost time. But overall, we're, we're a time saver. <laughs> yes, Nikki's excited about the thing as well. Uh, I'll say it's been, it's been a, quite a while since I watched it. We're, we're talking a, a number of years. Um, but I have seen it quite a few times. It was one of those movies I saw probably too young, but I watched it again and again. So it's, it's good. Fond memories, fond memories. Whitney, that's it. We did it. Let's get you out of here. It. Let's get you out of here. Did the thing. Uh, yes. Oh, what? We got one more thing from. Um, so Claire is excited for the thing. 
Oh, damn it. Discord notifications. I'm watching The Thing from Another World and reading Who Goes There for full context. Wow, full context. Doing way more research and homework than I am for my own podcast. But that's amazing. Here's what I'll do. I'll read Claire's notes. <laughs> and... <laughs> And incorporate them. We're just going to crib off Claire's work. (laughs) Right. Just make sure it doesn't, you know, you can copy, but just make sure it's a little bit different. Um, That'll be great. I'm really, really excited for that one. Uh, Yeah, those those are always the the tent poles always end up being like really, really wonderful episodes. So it's going to be great. We will also announce just like now when we are recording live so you all can join us. And between now and then. I'll see if it's streaming. Maybe we can all get together and do like a watch party if that's in the cards for us. I'm pretty sure this yeah, is Yeah, a watch on, party would be fun. Yeah, this is on a streaming platform. It, it has to be. <laughs> it would be a shame if it wasn't. But until then, Whitney, where can people find and keep up with you on the internet? I am on Twitter at Whitney underscore Nelson, N-E-L-S-E-N, and I very rarely tweet. Uh, you can see much more activity from me on Instagram, at Whitney Nelson, N-E-L-S-E-N, with no underscore. However, I am mostly just posting about my pets or food that I have made. Yeah. I'm also on TikTok. If you want to follow me on TikTok. What? Whitney Nelson Zero. Yeah. Do I have to sign up for TikTok? You're too old for TikTok, Andrew. <laughs> I, I, I've been saying this. What? <laughs> I'm sure it's very too old for TikTok. I'm, I'm sure it's very fun. I just got you just got to know yourself, you know, mm-hmm. but I'm happy that you're on there. Probably making yeah, all I enjoy the it very much making all the videos, you know, no, making very few videos. I'm mostly there to watch other very talented people make very talented videos, but okay. uh, it's a great time. I also make videos mostly about my pets, but they're like, you know, in a TikTok stat style rather than a uh, Instagram style. That's great. That's great. I love it. Uh, I'll have to have someone find and curate your best work and send it to me because you can send a direct link and I can watch someone it. Someone like me? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I didn't want to. I didn't want to put you on the spot. An easy access to my own TikTok? Yeah, well, I didn't want to yeah. like make more work for you. But if you want to do, you'll be like, hey, boom, pop it in the Discord. Yeah. Done. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> uh, I am not on TikTok, <laughs> but you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Dark Driving. Posting things are I'm getting back to work, which is really, really nice. So I've been posting some stuff about some some shoots I've been on on Instagram in story form. Andrew is a very busy person these days. It's uh, it's nice. It's also a little scary because you're like, wow, haven't actually been out in the world for a while. And then you go they're mm-hmm. like, please be out in the world for a long, long time around a lot of people. And you're like, what? wait yeah. a minute. This Ooh, is a lot. My brain is not juiced for this. <laughs> right. It's a bit of an adjustment. But uh, mm-hmm. I guess there's something to be said for jumping in with both feet. So <laughs> which is what I did. Um, but yeah, that's great. Follow me there. Hop on the Discord. Join us for these live uh, chats, live watch alongs, that sort of thing. Claire informs me that the thing is not streaming which makes me very, very sad. So I don't know. I'm looking forward to our first The Kurt Locker live group watch. They're so good. So much fun. We only did a couple for Cool Breeze, but they are so much fun. 
everyone getting to be snarky and we basically just are mystery science theater 3000 but like our own brand of it over the movie it's really great yeah it's a it's a wonderful time it truly is uh yeah so that's that uh i'm going to uh let's see i have a button i have to press i almost pressed the wrong button but i have the right button right Live listeners, listeners after the fact, Whitney, everyone else, thank you all for joining us. And in the immortal words of Jack Burton, sit tight, hold the fort, and keep the home fires burning.